This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where week after week we get reporters to talk about their stories, their experiences and of course their thoughts on what made news, what didn't and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. Today we have a short and sweet in-house panel. Joining me on my right is desk writer Gaurav Sarkar. Hi Gaurav. Hi Cherry. How's this winter morning treating you? I think you can see that with uh, <laughs> the amount of clothing that I have on me right now. Yeah, Gaurav has a shawl wrapped around him <laughs> and a jacket. Also joining us is Ayush. Hi Ayush. Hello Cherry. Ayush is our head of research. Ayush, what are you going to be talking about today? I'm going to talk about uh, Kapil Sibal's controversial comments at the Jaipuritri Fest regarding the government trying to block his channel from going on air. Interesting. I actually wanted to know what happened there. And Gaurav, what about you? What are you could you give us a line about what you will be talking about today? Uh, well, I have uh, two pieces that I want to talk about. One is about the latest Cobra Post expose that happened yesterday. About well, I'll actually tell you down the line. And the other was a story that I reported earlier about uh, the current Comptroller Auditor General Rajiv Mehrishi, whether uh, you know he did evade tax in a land deal or not. And since this is an early morning podcast, we are going to keep it short and sweet. And Pratik will be joining us over the phone. Pratik is our special correspondent. Uh, last time Pratik did a report from Chhattisgarh, and this time he was in Hyderabad to. do an in-depth fact check about the claims made by Syed Shuja who quote unquote is a cyber expert and was and did a press conference in London where he claimed that people will be able to hack electronic voting machines that are used in Indian elections so Pratik would be sharing more details a little later so Gaurav let's begin with you you were at Anirudh Behl's Cobra Post presser who were present at the presser what was the presser about could you give us more details about the expose okay so this was uh, the first cobra post presser that i've been to and uh, the turnout was phenomenal in fact uh, a, a quick precursor to what happened in the morning yesterday i think it was in the times of india that an article was carried about the adani stocks dipping cause they speculated that uh, cobra post had done the expose on them and cobra post had been promoting this presser of theirs since last week so just in a quick nutshell the story is about how uh, this company called dhfl divan housing finance limited siphoned off over 31000 crores of public money rerouted it via shell companies to places companies where the promoters had personal interests 31000 crore is the figure that cobra post has investigated although they claim that uh, the amount could be as high as 97880 crores So this is what the story was in a nutshell. Just for our listeners, Cobra Post is a non-profit news website. It was founded in 2003 by Anirudh Behl. Behl was also one of the founders of Tehelka. Cobra Post is known for the stings it does. In May last year, it had stung several big media houses to quote unquote expose how big media organizations were comfortable running a polarizing hindutva campaign in return for money you could check out a report on cobra posting on our website newslaundry.com i repeat newslaundry.com and if you like a podcast you can find them there on the website too ayush do you have any questions for gorav yeah i definitely do so i mean by the looks of it it seemed like of course very serious allegations on mm-hmm. this company so and since you were there and you uh, saw the evidence i'm mm-hmm. guessing how strong is the how strong is their case So in fact the entire story that they have put up on their website is about 12000 words which is really in depth they also at the presser gave out to all the media uh, representatives there a cd and a document as well so i'm guessing that the cd uh, contains the powerpoint presentation that they were showing at the presser itself which shows you the breakdown of a couple of things uh, the most important of which is 
how a public sector bank say like the SBI granted phenomenal amounts in loans to DHFL without any kind of security and uh, this in this money was in fact then routed via shell companies to go back to uh, the places where the promoters have personal interests where the vadavans have personal interests more than that apart from this convoluted bank thing which you know would take a while to understand at least for someone who's not very familiar with accounts what they also allegedly did what cobra post alleges is that they bought a cricket team the vadavans bought a cricket team in sri lanka they funded companies in gujarat and karnataka before right before their respective state elections and probably something that really really stood out in their allegations were the fact that around 20 crore rupees was donated to the bjp in the year 2014-15 and okay if it's if it's just a case of donating money i understand that but this amount was donated by companies that had posted a loss of about 126000 the previous year so how do you get 10 crores suddenly in the span of one year to donate to the bjp and why have you not declared this in your roc so these were a few these were one of the main things that stood out in the story and there were allegations that uh, they sent the questionnaire which had some 64 questions mm-hmm. to dhfl on the same morning as the press conference mm-hmm. yeah, was, was that true yeah they did so that uh, raises a lot of counter questions on from the perspective of dhfl because you know on the same day as the press conference if you send 64 questions 64 are a lot of questions to answer so even if you were to assume that they are let's say you know the claims that cobra post makes are absolutely not true then i mean i understand that and i agree cobra post should have given them more time at least 24 to 48 hours but i mean if this thing is i wasn't at the press conference so korof can tell us more about it if the sting is based on publicly available documents government documents then i mean the story still holds true right because they are based on publicly available government documents so uh, cherry first of all this is probably one of the first cobra post stories that is not a sting you know as you said they are available uh, in public documents It's just that you need to know what you're looking for. You need to connect the dots. You need to have financial analysts with you who can do this. It is based on government documents and it's one of their only stories that is not a sting. Okay. Uh what did you think of media's coverage of Cobra posting? Well, I think the independent media houses covered it pretty well yesterday. Everyone was there at the presser in fact, but uh from what I hear it wasn't really broadcast at the same time. But another aspect to the story was that what what i found really stood out was that the presser started at 3 pm yesterday at a press club mm. but why was this held at 3 pm and not in the morning or in the evening you know obviously you had to send the questions in the morning to dhfl but why hold it once the stock markets are shut because you are going to cause a shift in the stock market right and we did see that the 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 vadavan stocks dipped by about 16 points if i'm not wrong within the first half an hour of the presser itself also ethically speaking about these 64 questions that were sent in the morning i sort of feel that if you would uh, give in in such a big case if you do give the the person you're investigating or the company you're investigating a certain heads up that you are doing this story they might have the time gap to try and cover their tracks so maybe maybe they weren't airtight maybe cobra post weren't airtight with their approach but i don't think they were completely unethical with shooting the questions out in the morning i mean i don't think there would be a problem with tightness of the story if it is based on documents but what i think what he, what i understand from this is if you 
give a heads up to the company they can just go and get an injunction mm-hmm. like it happened in uh, their be- uh, big media sting mm-hmm. one of the companies one of the newspapers approached the court and the press conference was cancelled they have to hold back they had to hold back one of the videos so that is something that can happen but i still think they should give a heads up if you're sure about a story give the opponent a chance to speak up you have to hear the other side that's due process in fact in this place i also think that maybe cobra post were a little maybe a little paranoid that they might that uh, that DHFL might start offloading shares so you know that would completely affect the story in case you're given a heads up fine getting an injunction is one thing the story won't get out for a while but you will still have the time to offload your shares which will cause a fluctuation in the share market okay and this is by the way let's note it that second time in a week when a report by an independent media house has caused the you know shareholders dip mm-hmm. the sl group the z yeah. conglomerate you know we saw it earlier in the week when wires report came out that they had also some suspicious mm-hmm. stuff going on in the blankets so i think it's a good week for independent media in that way true and just to add to the media coverage of cobra cobra posting i didn't see them on the front pages of at least the delhi editions of the fo- big four I didn't see them on the front pages though there are a couple of pieces on the web editions they didn't make the front pages Ayush any thoughts on apart from SL groups suspicious quote unquote suspicious activity what caught your eye what was uh, what did the media over report what did the media under report so um i think i only saw two reports in the media on what i'm going to talk about which is mm-hmm. the couple simple issue so it's it was the last day of jlf uh, day before yesterday mm-hmm. and if you've ever been to jlf you know it's the last day the closing debate is the gala event it's intense yeah, yeah all the controversies all the piss and vinegar comes <laughs> out during that one debate where they call the biggest names who talk the most controversial things they can talk about sagarika promoted her book another bjp guy promoted his book and while this debate was going on and the topic of it i think was do liberals stifle free speech kapil sibal just gave an example of how the government was trying to block his channel from getting on air now the channel in question is harvest tv mm-hmm. which uh, as a print report couple of weeks ago pointed out has you know karan thapar is, has a show mm-hmm. i think barkha has a show there's a speculation that punya prasoon bajpayee might be on the hindi version of the channel so that's the channel in Sibal alleged that Tata Sky had taken his channel off. Den had blacklisted the channel. Airtel had blacked out at 2 p.m. on some day for an hour, but even though it's back now, going by the media reports, it seemed rather weird because these uh, Tata Sky, the two media houses, sent them questionnaires. They didn't respond to print. They did respond to scroll, saying we don't have anything to say. It's under management. So there's a eerie silence on Tata Sky's mm-hmm. behalf, which. doesn't bode too well uh, but on the other issue the whole background of this is also but i didn't know it was coming on tata sky i thought it was only coming on etel and den so it was supposed to start from what i've read on tata sky from 1st of feb oh okay right yeah so the background of the whole issue is that uh, harvest tv is not something new that has started there was a harvest tv it was a malayali christian channel and they got a license for it came under the weekon media house in 2010 and if you go by it it's spiritual devotional stuff rather kaku you'll find some videos of it on youtube now what they did the this christian devotional channel has shifted to another license called ate so if you look at the channel it shows ate logo on the bottom now and i think the harvest tv news that is barkha and 
कपिल सिब्बल हैव टेकन एचटीएन लोगो एचटीएन लोगो एचटीएन बिकॉज़ हार्वेस्ट टीवी हैज ऑब्जेक्टेड सेइंग यू नो यू कांट टेक अ सेम लोगो बिकॉज़ दैट्स यूजिंग अ गुडविल सो एंड दे हैव सो दैट द स्पिरिचुअल चैनल हैज शिफ्टेड टू अनदर लाइसेंस एंड इन द स्पेस दैट दे क्रिएटेड कपिल सिब्बल जंप्ड इन नाउ द प्रॉब्लम इज दैट समटाइम इन अगस्त 2018 द गवर्नमेंट ऑफ इंडिया रिव्यूड the spiritual channel harvest tv and they passed orders saying it must stop working under the news license because as per their review they weren't showing anything that was related to news so of course weekon because which owns the channel went to the tdsat which is a tribunal that looks into the cases and tribunal ruled that you know the your order to ask them to stop broadcasting was done without a show cause notice you have to have their side of the argument and i think the next hearing on this is on 2nd feb which so is the after tomorrow so in a nutshell correct me if i'm wrong basically htn is working is putting out news on a devotional channels license right it was but now it's shifted to another place and one that has come now is what we understand as the mainstream you know rather center left projection of uh, news in india but what you can say of all these media houses because htn is not the only one coming out there will be many more in the coming days is that they're all trying to cash in on the 2019 general elections and i mean i think channels people were trying to get licenses for about a year now not just because 2019 is coming which is a good time to see how systems actually work if you're a news company or if you're a journalist but i mean they were trying to get licenses for about a year and if the government is not issuing licenses then there's a problem but moving on from this topic uh, before i come back to gorav about his cag story let's get prateek on the line just to give some context to our listeners on january 21st a presser was organized in london by the indian journalists association at the press conference a cyber expert uh, sayed shuja was demonstrating how to hack evms used in indian polls while we discuss some of these and some other details of the press conference in the last podcast prateek is here to tell us what he found in hyderabad hi prateek हेलो थैंक यू फॉर जॉइनिंग अस प्रतीक आपके स्टोरी में आपने सैयद शुजा के क्लेम्स को फैक्ट चेक किया है एंड यू सेड दैट दे वर अ टैड टू फैंटास्टिकल सो वाइल यू चेक्ड टेन क्लेम्स इन योर स्टोरी कुड यू टेल अस जो सबसे बड़े तीन क्लेम थे एंड हाउ डिड यू गो अबाउट कोरोबरेटिंग दीज क्लेम्स एंड आपके कंक्लूजन क्या थे सबसे मतलब इसने जो जो प्रेस कॉन्फ्रेंस हुआ था लंडन में तो उसने सबसे बड़ी बात तो मारने की कही थी ग्यारह लोग को गोली मार दी थी सुबह सुबह ठीक है जी और उसने बोला कि इस तरीके से वो काकी रेड्डी करके बंदा है जो कि एक एमएलए किशन रेड्डी नाम के एमएलए का ब्रदर इन लॉ है उससे गेस्ट हाउस मारी थी तो ये आई मीन ये सबसे बात वो था कि ग्यारह लोग मार कैसे दिया कौन है क्या है तो उसको लेके फिर जब मतलब वो जो एरिया उसने बताया मतलब बोला था कि इस एक मतलब जूनियर कॉलेज डिग्री कॉलेज और स्कूल वो इकट्ठा ही है तो उसके लिटिल फ्लावर उसके पास में ये वो जगह है ये गेस्ट हाउस है तो वहां मतलब काफी मतलब ऑलमोस्ट में चार घंटे तक घूम रहा था उस इलाके में मतलब आसपास विद इन एटलीस्ट पांच किलोमीटर के एरिया में मैं घुमाऊंगा उसके अगल बगल के बहुत लोगों से बात किया था उस दिन जी तो ऐसा कोई गेस्ट हाउस तो वहाँ पे है नहीं सिवाय सर्वे ऑफ इंडिया गेस्ट हाउस को छोड़ के जिसकी सर्वे ऑफ इंडिया के कैंपस के अंदर है वहाँ पर आपको एंट्री भी मिल सकती ठीक है वो गवर्नमेंट का है उनके ऑफिसर्स के लिए रिजर्व रहता है तो ऐसा कोई गेस्ट हाउस नहीं था और दूसरी बात काकी रेड्डी नाम का बंदा ही नहीं है कोई क्योंकि जो किशन रेड्डी है उसके ब्रदर इन लॉ का नाम है श्रीनाथ रेड्डी जो कि इरिगेशन डिपार्टमेंट में काम करता है तो सबसे बड़ा उसका ये जो उसने क्लेम किया था कि भाई 11 लोग कुछ और वो जो एरिया बता रहा है वहां पे वहीं पे पुलिस स्टेशन है वहीं पे उनकी ग्रेटर हैदराबाद म्यूनसिपल कॉर्पोरेशन की बिल्डिंग है वहीं मतलब बहुत सारे गवर्नमेंट इंस्टीट्यूट है वहां पे ठीक है और 
तो वो मेरे को सबसे बड़ा वो लगा था कि इसका ये ये पता करना बहुत जरूरी है इसने जो ग्यारह लोग का क्लेम किया है जी ठीक है उसके बाद फिर जैसे अभी अब उसका मतलब फिर उसने वो बोल दिया था कि जैसे ईसीआईएल के आईटी के जो ईसीआईएल के आईटी टी डायरेक्टर ने विन सोल्यूशन को सब कॉन्ट्रैक्ट दिया था पहली बात तो ईसीआईएल में आईटी डायरेक्टरी भी पोस्ट नहीं होती वो जिन जिनका नाम लिया था वो है इलेक्शन कमीशन ऑफ इंडिया के डायरेक्टर वो भी उसने क्या पूरा नाम ही लिखता था कहीं पे भी उसके जो उसने जो इंटरव्यू दिया था जो आईजे वालों को मतलब वो जो भेजा था उसने जो उसका इंटरव्यू किसने लिया आईजे वालों तक को नहीं पता किसने लिया है तो उसमें की उससे वी शुक्ला लिखा और लिख दिया कि ये इन्होंने सब कॉन्ट्रैक्ट दिया था लेकिन तो वी एन शुक्ला करके एक है जरूर आई डायरेक्टर है लेकिन इलेक्शन कमीशन ऑफ इंडिया के हैं तो उनका कोई कनेक्शन नहीं है इससे उनसे बात किया उसने बोला कि वो वेगस में रहते हैं वो कब के छोड़ के चले गए वो वेगस में वेगस में नहीं वो दिल्ली में ही है अभी और दिल्ली में मतलब जॉब पे है वो अभी भी इलेक्शन कमीशन ऑफ इंडिया में जी तो ऐसे मतलब ये सब क्लेम्स थे उसके उसके बाद जैसे कि तीसरा क्लेम है वो किशन बाग राइट्स को लेकर उसने जो बोला था की इस तरीके से तेरह तारीख को इसके जो ग्यारह लोग थे उनको मारा गया और उनको उसको मतलब छुपाने के लिए किशन बाग राइट्स करवाए गए तो बोली बात तो किशन बाग में जो राइट्स हुए थे वहाँ पे छावनी और महल के इलाके में वो वो कोई वहाँ लोकल इश्यूज की वजह से हुए थे वहाँ ऑलरेडी एक हफ्ते पहले इस तरीके की घटना हुआ था गुरुद्वारे के सामने किसी ने मतलब मास्क का टुकड़ा लटका दिया था वहाँ ऑलरेडी ये था लेकिन उसका कोई दंगे नहीं हुए थे पुलिस ने पूरा शांत कर दिया था और अगले दिन भी जो राइट्स हुआ वो वहाँ पे मतलब निशान साहेब का झंडा था उसके नीचे एक स्क्रैप डीलर वो जलाता वो जलाते हैं मतलब जो स्क्रैप को जलाते हैं उसके ध्यान में नहीं गया वहाँ की लपट इतनी ऊंची पड़ गई कि थोड़ा सा आधा सा झंडा आधा झंडा जल गया था तो उसके ध्यान में नहीं आया तो उसको लेके फिर उस सुबह कुछ वहाँ पे लड़कों ने देखा वहाँ के सिख जो सिख कम्युनिटी के लड़के थे तो उसके बाद फिर वहाँ पे दंगे शुरू हुए ठीक है और उसमें तीन लोग मारे थे तीन लोग मतलब तीन लोग की जो उसमें डेथ हुई वो पुलिस फायरिंग में हुई थी अब इसने ये क्लेम किया मतलब ये उस दौरान और वहाँ पे कुछ पांच लोग के घर भी जले थे ठीक है उस राइट्स के दौरान अब इसने जो क्लेम किया ये बोलता है कि 14 तारीख के दिन इसके दोस्त ने इसको पेपर कटिंग भेजी 14 तारीख की पेपर कटिंग 14 मई की जिस दिन सुबह दंगे शुरू हुए थे तो अब दुनिया में कोई ऐसा अखबार नहीं हुआ कि जो अंतर्यामी होगा और पहली लिखना शुरू कर देगा कि भाई दंगे हो रहे हैं और ये छक्के निकल के आ गया तो ऐसा तो प्रैक्टिकली पॉसिबल है नहीं तो वो बोलता है कि इस तरीके से वो पेपर कटिंग भेजी और उसमें उसको उसने अपने पेरेंट्स के मारने की बात कह दी उनका घर जलाने की बात कर दी उसके पेरेंट्स का नाम किसी से भी मैच नहीं कर रहा जो तीनों लोग मरे वो तीनों बंदे मरे एक भी उसमें कोई लेडी नहीं है ठीक है दूसरी बात वो बोलता है कि वो पहले बोल रहा है कि घर इस तारीख को जल रहा है ठीक है मतलब तेरा को ही ये सब हो गया और फिर एक जगह उसने बोला है कि सत्रह मई को उसका घर जला है तो सत्रह मई को वहां से फायर ब्रिगेड से हमने पूरा वो किया था वेरीफाई किया था उनके रिकॉर्ड चेक किए थे तो सत्रह मई को हैदराबाद में उस वक्त ऐसा कोई फायर इंसिडेंट ही नहीं हुआ था तो ये किशन बाग राइट्स का उसका तो उसके बाद जो जो वहाँ के एसीपी जो मतलब कुशाल करके है उस वक्त वहाँ के जो एरिया राजेंद्र नगर पुलिस में आता है वहाँ के इन्वेस्टिगेटिंग ऑफिसर थे तो बता रहे थे कि लोकल इश्यूज की वजह से वो भड़क गया और वो मतलब एक की निगलिजेंस की वजह से और एक के थोड़ा ये हो गए थे ज्यादा भड़क गए थे उस वजह से भड़का है ना कि इस वजह से कि कोई प्लान किया गया हो ग्यारह लोग को मारा हो उसको दबाने के लिए प्रतीक ये तो जो ग्यारह लोगों की हाँ। ये जो ग्यारह लोगों की लिस्ट है उसमें पहला नाम एक अनिरुद्ध बहल का है अनिरुद्ध बहल So तो तो मतलब, मतलब दो लोग का नाम आपका मेरा बुला दिया चेरी गोयल या कुछ इस तरीके से तो वो 
ये भी इसका कुछ वो नहीं है मतलब पूरा स्टोरी जो है उसका पूरा एक एक चीज फेक क्रिएट किया बीएचएल में उसने बोला था उसके पेरेंट्स काम करते फादर काम करते थे बीचीएल बीएचएल के पूरे रिकॉर्ड चेक किए दोनों जगह के उनके ऑफिस के वहां पे उनका वैसा कोई बंदा नहीं था वहाँ पे जे में उसने बोला की एम करिए उसने वहां से जी इतना रेडियो फ्रीक्वेंसी के कमी के कोर्स में वहाँ पे पहली बात इतना कोर्स होता ना ही वो एम प्रोवाइड करते हैं वहाँ पे एमटेक दिया जाता है ना ही उसका उनके लिस्ट में नाम है तो ऐसा उसका बहुत कुछ ये इस तरीके से क्लेम्स थे उसके और आगे जाने के लिए आप स्टोरी पढ़ सकते हैं since some media houses sent reporters to london they were just people's money yeah. also yeah. i want to know how did they get visa so fast i mean even kapil sibal showed up at the press conference he was the only politician right at the press conference yeah. if i'm not wrong what does it say about these people yeah i mean a reporter did a nice background check and produced the story you're a politician who's a senior congress leader why couldn't you do that why do you have to go to london to lend credence to such a personality that too when you're representing the oldest political party in this country and then there are publications that have endorsed the story completely send their legal correspondents to london to cover the story I yeah mean, yeah it's it's off it's off i mean but hats off to prateek the story when i read it i was really amazed at how he can get so much information how he can like if he puts his head to yeah. it he will just go after the information and get you the story we should ask prateek to do a story on uh, who killed jfk r <laughs> he should put his mind to that too some great mysteries of our times you know bermuda triangle okay but if you do want our reporters to do some amazing stories do remember to subscribe to news laundry coming back to you gorav in this podcast we usually talk about tv news and newspapers could you tell us a little bit about radio given that you recently spent quite a few days listening to it could you just give us a brief about how did you find the content what was your experience i mean usually in this modern times mm-hmm. we are more of a visual person rather than a radio person mm-hmm. but cherry isn't that ironic considering you are the host of a podcast <laughs> that's run a 50 episode cycle now so i didn't mean the medium being the audio but i meant i usually don't tune into listen to a radio program which is why do you uh, ayush i don't but podcasts are you know they are called radio no, on demand definitely i agree yeah. audio is catching Loving up Loving the rebuttal here guys between the both yeah. of you can uh, send your arguments taking sides in the twitter comment below definitely love to check no, out what you think which is why i wanted to ask korav even he had a lot of problems actually listening to radio all day i did i did so korav back to you so there are about three stories that i did where i covered uh, the radio one of them included listening to the radio from their first segment which starts at 6 a.m. till their last segment which ends at 9 p.m. uh this included news bulletins programs devotional programs plugs advertisements all of it and obviously some really ancient music that i wasn't very familiar with <laughs> what really stood out was that uh, and which is why one of the headlines of the story is all india radio or modi radio is that every advertisement or every plug or even like a simple cooking show will have things like uh, swachh bharat as a plug in it you know and uh every news bulletin so so let's be clear about this uh AIR which is all india radio akashwani has a monopoly over news on the radio medium 
private players are not allowed into the radio space but now private players will be carrying news bulletins on a sharing basis and which is on a trial basis till now which it will be on a trial basis for a couple of months but for ever since independence it's been akashvani who's had dibs on radio news this gives them a great reach to the rural masses who don't have smartphones who don't listen to reporters without orders who don't tune into the television but what they do here is and it and it's really subtle because you'll see it after about 3 4 days of tuning into the radio every news bulletin will start with and i'm not even exaggerating when i say every news bulletin it will just start with aaj prime minister narendra modi ne da 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 today prime minister narendra modi laid the foundation stone of da 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 but as a public broadcaster aren't they supposed to give updates about what the government is doing you're supposed to tell the people who need information about the schemes that the government is willing to provide which your advertisements are anyway doing your news bulletins are about modi holding a rally in dharamshala but you are not talking about a bus which had school students in it which actually met with an accident while going to the same rally so you're properly cherry picking what you want to tell your listeners apart from this i just think that the subtle soft hindutva plugging that comes through when you listen to the like in the afternoon when you know when women who are cooking etc when they plug into the show there'll be someone te- teaching you how to make a meal and then they'll say oh madam aap to ek ngo chalati hai jiska naam hai swachh bachche so that entire plugging is there which you will only be able to notice if you're looking for things like that so i mean i didn't get what is swachh swachh bachche so they'll keep plugging things like swachh bharat so then they'll make it oh, like okay. swachh bachche okay they'll keep saying uh, like different schemes that they have right. and they'll incorporate it into their talk show itself right but how is it soft hindutva because throughout the day when you listen to the programming you will realize that even when they talk about the okay so for example my story spoke about the main festivals that we have in india each and every hindu festival was mentioned there was no mention of christmas there was no mention of eid and these are big festivals in india you know so i mean i guess you'll have to just keep tuning into the radio for 3 4 days and then you'll just see the pattern emerge in it so how many hours uh, i mean do you know how many hours you spent listening to the radio so i had about 26 hours of recording on my phone my god yeah hats off karo and th- this was the government radio this was not, not even 92.7 or something like this that this was between three of them which is vivid bharti gold and rainbow so oh. it was uh, spread between three of them it's like first 10 minutes of nostalgia and rest 25 hours of headache and what i'm talking about is also just in the five days uh, in during the five week days on the weekend it takes a completely different turn especially when man ki baat is going to happen mm. they start promoting that since wednesday so you're just hearing that every 6 7 minutes uh, you know saying that tune into man ki baat right but um, i i wonder if uh, anyone's done this story on radio how you know the government might be practicing its monopoly besides us Have, has anyone done that well uh, there was a lot of noise about the about radio not being able to cover news back in 2016 when some people were trying to push a petition through to the supreme court saying that you know give us rights to at least at least let us take the uh, bulletins from air and publish them but even that was not being done that has now been done but that too it's 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 on a trial basis as of now another thing about the radio that sort of sort of like really stood out was the this the sheer precedence that modi takes over anything and everything you know so that you'll never hear the opposition side of the story you'll never hear anything else it's just modi and it was cricket when i was listening to it because india was playing australia but i think that that must be true for every government that comes into power so in fact the air anchors who i spoke to said mm-hmm. that uh, you know this is not a new phenomena air has always had a leaning but it's never been this hardcore but it's always been there i mean i heard something similar but i want to talk about a story i did on friday the story shocked me because 
even though the bonded labor abolition act has abolished bonded labor in india in 1976 but uh, during my research i realized that there were 18.3 million people still in modern day slavery i knew it existed i just did not realize the scale would be this much so i did the story based on the testimonies of 19 bonded laborers who were rescued from a rajasthan brick kiln with the help of an ngo uh, one thing that stuck with me was a 2 month old baby that i saw there she was born on the site i didn't i saw her in delhi when the ngo was helping them go back to their hometown her lower leg was as thin as my index finger and ring finger put together she reminded me of a yemeni's girl photo that nyt had published in 2008 mm-hmm. this picture became the face of the famine and brought the world's yeah. focus back to the famine human caused famine in yemen so do check out our stories and other cool stuff that we do on our website newslaundry.com but here's a question for the panel when you're reporting on dire issues you see people hanging by a thread right would you intervene would you intervene from a human angle is is, is that what you're no, asking you, you as a reporter are reporting on something uh-huh. and there you see people hanging by a thread would sure. you intervene even though that might just be a stopgap measure mm, i think i'll let ayush take this first Excellent. so gora wants to reflect so gora wants time to see where he stands right um, here that's the waters i would i would as a reporter because i think being a reporter journalist is a label that comes very much later the fact that you have your responsibility to carry out a moral action if, if you don't how would you live with that there's a very you know great there's a great debate around this question pulitzer prize winning photographer has this picture of a very malnourished boy almost dying to death in the middle of a saharan desert 1993 kevin carter right not sahara it was a sudanese boy fact check cherry <laughs> and um, yeah and there's a vulture which is waiting for the kid to die so that it can feed on it and the photographer did not intervene why just because he thought he has to stay true to his profession and take that shot of mm-hmm. the vulture feeding on the kid let me I fact check you again please go ahead <laughs> no no this is sure feel free the first time i heard about this this was it was the same narrative that the that kevin carter did not intervene and i was furious because i stood along the same lines that the reporter should intervene because human emotions human actions come before being a reporter but Kevin Carter did not pick up the kid to take to the feeding center because they were already warned against the diseases that the famine stricken area uh, was going through and it would spread but he did chase away the vulture and he followed the kid who was crawling up to the feeding center and he left only after the kid reached the feeding center oh then i mean fact then, check ayush uh, early in the morning no then this just proves that what i have to say about the whole question of yours mm-hmm. aligns with what a great photographer did So I mean I said I saved the I'll save someone and he saves someone so you're on the no, same page. Again my question is you do not know here it was chasing away the vulture. Let's say in case of the laborers bonded laborers when you're going to cover them let's say you were on the site and you were seeing that they were being held up as a bonded mm. laborer which is illegal. You do not know the realities of people how would you intervene? Would you still intervene? I mean if I'm confident that me reporting on their bonded labor would probably help them get off the you know manacles then i wouldn't in the sense of heroically jumping and beating up the people who put them in bonded no, in labor in fact that's what i agree with because i think the 
greater good is actually reporting the story and knowing that it will probably have that impact you know even with uh, kevin carter as cherry just said if he would have not taken that picture we would have not been discussing it here and it wouldn't have had that impact for like generations to come so even though there might be an emotional uh, connection that you do want to try and help i guess you would try and maintain your professional boundary and report the story so that it actually does make the change at the ground and kevin carter killed himself after taking that picture i'm loving this morning more and more <laughs> as we go yeah, on getting brighter and brighter great start to the day guys <laughs> moving on gorof do you just want to give us very short brief on your gag story sure uh this was a story that i did about 5 days back it's about the current comptroller auditor general rajiv mehrshi and uh we speculated rather we asked the question in the story as to whether he did evade long term capital gain tax on a plot of land that he sold in his hometown in jaipur just to be a little concise about it since it's a it's a since it's a pretty detailed and financial story rajiv mehrshi at the time was not the comptroller auditor general he is also someone who is the ex finance secretary of india so he's proper ias ranks through and through he allegedly sold a piece of land for about 3 crore rupees in his hometown and he was asked he was given a show cause notice by the it saying that why has he not declared this in his tax return filing so rajiv mehrshi said that you know this is agricultural land i don't need to show it in my uh, i don't need to show it in my returns but turns out that he had attempted to get the land converted from agricultural to non agricultural while selling it so that he could get a higher selling price but then he did not pay the fees that you have to pay to convert the land from agriculture to non agriculture so the land stayed as agriculture on paper but the it department told him that you knew the nature of the land and you knew it was going to be used for commercial purposes but uh, mehrshi just deflected and from the answer that we've received from him there is there is apparently no case pending against him which cannot be really true since it cases are not ever quashed they're probably just benched or shelved so i mean did he or did he not is something you should just make up your mind for after reading the it document that's there in the story on newslaundry.com so that's a wrap for the episode before we close do you guys want to share your recommendations yeah sure so i have begun uh, this is this has nothing to do with the news but i have begun reading one of my favorite books once again it's called the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy by douglas adams and i'm having a ball guys if you all haven't read it you all should really check it out i bought it a month ago because a friend recommended it to death and he's still pestering me but i have to start it dude you have to yeah. it's it's amazing ayush what's your recommendation oh uh, so today is the 30th of january and uh, i think it's the 71st death anniversary of mahatma gandhi so i think one of the best books i've read on gandhi is not a biography or anything but this book by makaran paranjabe called the death and afterlife of mahatma gandhi which explores not gandhi's life so much but the meaning of his death as an event on a historical scale of you know modern india it's very original and unlike all the gandhi biographies which run into 800 900 pages this one is like 2 300 pages only and it's very good and i th- definitely think you should check it out okay uh my recommendation is the nyt piece about the yemeni girl it's headlined yemen girl who turned world's eyes to famine is dead do read the piece and also do read up about kevin carter that's quite a story uh thank you everyone who listens to us and writes to us if you have any feedback for us love criticisms concerns you can tweet to any of us or write to contact@newslaundry.com or to me at cherry@newslaundry.com also a big thank you to everyone 
who is paying to keep news azad and independent and to others please do subscribe because when the public pays the public is served when corporations governments and advertisers pay they are served to subscribe to news laundry you can visit our website newslaundry.com do subscribe to us or any other independent news organization of your choice happy subscribing and listeners if you're listening to this podcast on itunes stitcher soundcloud castbox or any other podcast app please do visit newslaundry.com to check out our other podcasts videos weekly satirical shows comics and reports also a big thank you to the man behind the scenes parikshit and anil ji for recording and the panel for the time thanks jerry thanks jerry all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel